Today I want to talk about what's going on in China, Canada, regarding religious persecution, our response in the United States, and government subsidies, federal subsidies to states. Because I'm seeing a lot of governors asking for federal handouts. I'm seeing that that is a tool used. I've been seeing it for years and years and years that the federal government does not have jurisdiction over the states in the ways they want to. But what they do is they say, oh, you want our federal funding? Then you're going to do what I want. And if not, I'll cut it off. And we need to trim the fat. We need to cut ties from this federal spending as much as possible. And I don't think it is going to be as painful as you think. And I want to make that argument today as well. Welcome to HGBT. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening to the show, sharing the show with a friend. So grateful for all those who subscribe on the FLF network. Go to flfnetwork.com, put in HGBT in a memo field, get a sweet mug like the one behind me. I think you're getting a mug from the Fight, Laugh, Feast network as well, but tons of other benefits. Thank you for the Oh, man, so many people who have signed up and subscribed helped us build a platform, continue to do the show, and just continue to proclaim the Lordship of Jesus in every area of life. Thank you for everyone who emails me, Matt at howtobuildattend.com. You can find me on Gab at Matt Williams. Please subscribe to me on my profile on Gab and also on Gab TV. You subscribe separately right now so you don't miss a show. You can also watch or listen wherever there's a podcast. Appreciate all of you guys. First off, before... But we get started. I need to just say again how much in debt I am, and really all of conservative radio podcasting, really media, to Rush Limbaugh, who passed away, or we had news that he passed away yesterday. I'm not sure if he passed away exactly yesterday or the day before, but his uh, wife made a touching tribute yesterday, and really. We all owe so much to him, the trailblazer who set out to do something that no one else did that was representing conservatives from a conservative perspective before Fox News, before anyone else, before anyone really else was on the airwaves. And we owe him, every single one of us. We would not have podcasts the way they are today. We would not have the talent base. We would not have the standards to live up to. We would not have the model of how to carry a conversation, to hold an audience for three hours without him. You would not be listening to the quality content that you do on all the sh- different shows that you listen to. I'm not just talking about my show. I mean, my show, I mean, it's pretty quality. I'm just kidding. But everything that I've learned on how to speak behind a mic, everything that I have had as an example through my whole life listening to Rush Limbaugh has been because of him and I've been listening to him, studying him, and understood the profession because of him. And it's tremendously sad to see him go. And it's interesting just want to say this before we move on is it really reminds you whenever you lose a loved one whenever you lose someone who is meaningful to you like Rush Limbaugh was to me and I'm sure to a lot of you as well it reminds you that we were not made for death it reminds you that 
that is not how creation was intended to be. That it just doesn't sit right within our soul. That we still can't come to terms with the fact that we die. Even as Christians, even we know there's a second life after this, we have eternal life with Jesus Christ. And it's just a testament and a reminder to us that the reason we experience death is because of our rebellion to Christ and our need to repent and turn back to him as individuals and corporately as well. And that the only explanation for why death does not sit right to us is because God did not create us for death, but we brought it on ourselves in our rejection to Christ. If evolution was true, if death was just part of nature, we would be as comfortable with death as we are as comfortable with drinking coffee in the morning. We'd be as comfortable with death as we are with drinking tea at night. But because it is put in our hearts, the craving for life, the need for life itself, Jesus Christ, the fact that that is empty and missing in us and that this we experience the absence of the presence of God in death, it doesn't sit right with us. And that is the only explanation that God created us for life and yet we rebelled and deserved death because of our sin. And that is the penalty that we pay. But thanks be to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who made a way for us to be born again, to be resurrected one day and to raise from ashes to life. And let us remind ourselves of why death does not sit right with us and continue to preach the gospel, the good news that Jesus Christ did die. He came, he died on the cross, he rose again and will come back again. And we therefore proclaim his lordship of Jesus, the lordship of Jesus in every area of life. But Rush Limbaugh, a great contribution to this world and I can't wait And I hope to see him and talk to him in heaven, as I believe he is a Christian, but we'll see. All right, I was debating whether or not to show this, but I'm going to do it anyways. This is a video of what is happening in China. My wife said that she's seen videos like this before, and no doubt you have, because this has been going on for a while. And this is incredibly eerie to me, having studied and seen the Holocaust, seeing what happened to the Jewish people and part of my family is Jewish Um, so it's surreal but you see it in a context of history where it's very detached it's very detached and so I think it's important to see this in real life because it's happening now it's happening with modern technology what this video shows you would expect it to take place in the 1940s in Germany, but this is taking place in China right now. Watch this. And there's not sound for those of you who are listening on the podcast. I'll just narrate. You're seeing a train station with hundreds and hundreds of people that are lined up marked in blue bibs, blue jerseys, blindfolded on their knees in lines being guarded by troops, by Chinese police officers or government authorities. And they're sitting on their knees or on their butts, faces down, shaved heads, getting ready to be loaded up into 
trains to be shipped off to concentration camps. The these pictures are from what is happening now. What is happening today in China? This is where the Marxist CCP authoritarians lead to. This is the fruit. This is the end. This is where we are headed. It's funny, uh, the Babylon Bee wrote a, a, a tweet, a post, an article. Biden defends Hitler's concentration camps. Nazi Germany just had different norms. And it's funny, but it's also very serious and very real because, like I said, this is the end. This is the logical conclusion of their ideology because there are no standards beyond themselves. There is no standards beyond what the government tells you to do. And that's why Germany was justified. That's why abortion in the United States is justified. That's how Biden is justifying what is happening in China. That they understand that they need to have a unified China. And that we just have different norms, he said, at the town hall meeting. And now some people are pushing back and saying that he was really talking about that President Xi's perspective. But you have to remember, Joe Biden is bought off by Xi. Joe Biden said that they're going to take a patient strategy. Joe Biden said they're going to be competitors, and that's fine. They're going to use a strategy of patience. Is that the language you use when you think that lining people up into trains to go to concentration camps is acceptable? Or do you, is that the language you use rather when you think that that is, should be condemned, that you should do whatever you can to stop it? Is that the language? He's the Chamberlain of our time. He is worse than that because I don't think the Nazis paid off Chamberlain to my knowledge. And why should you pay attention to this? A similar but not unrelated story. A similar story, I guess, is the same thing. It's not unrelated. <laughs> Pastor James Coates in Canada is the first Canadian to be arrested for holding church service. They're holding him in secret, according to, I believe, his wife, because... He's holding a church service. Does that remind you of anything? Oh, yeah. What the Chinese have been doing to the American church for a long time. Do you see the similarities, the patterns? Canada isn't where China is, but Canada is going to logically go there too because their standards are the norm of the time. If the government they think so, if the populace thinks so, that something is right or morally acceptable or expedient to the ends, then why not do it? There's no breaks on the left. And China has just been riding free for a long time. And so we get to see the ends of this. 
And to see this happen in Canada, we better get ready. What is different between Trudeau and Biden besides being capable and being able to be coherent? Their ideologies are the same. Their vision for government is the same. And I'll tell you what, we need to prepare for this in our country too. It's coming. And when one of us falls, another better be prepared to step into the ranks, step into the pulpit, step into formation, step into whatever spot needs to be filled because that is how we are going to be victorious and overcome this. We cannot be bullied. We will not shut up. We will not quit preaching. We will not quit going to church. We will not quit standing for what is right. We will not quit declaring where the government's role is and no further. We will not quit preaching against tyranny. And in order to do that, we need men prepared now to step into the pulpits, into the shoes, into the places where men are taken and fallen. That's what war looks like. And that's what we need to be prepared for. There's no flawless victories in the real world, only in Mortal Kombat. There's no flawless victories. And we need to be prepared for what that looks like because this battle is coming to our foot door. It's coming. So we need to be prepared. Another way you could be prepared. <laughs> Michael Knowles has the best segues, and I really am trying uh, to do that sometimes, but it just feels so corny. <laughs> I can't. Uh, but we got to talk to you about sponsor Cube Money. Cube Money with a Q is for people that are looking to budget, to save, that have problems with doing impulse purchases and are looking for ways to save up money. And this is uh, just perfect for those of you who are looking to digitize how you spend, how you purchase things, but still like the cash envelope system. This is the cash envelope system, but digitize. It helps you budget, it helps you stay uh, disciplined, and helps you reach your goals. So go over to cubemoney.com slash HTBT. That's cube money with a Q, cubemoney.com slash HTBT. Check it out, sign up for free, get their basic uh, package, and just see if you like it. Support the show by signing up and going over there and check it out. And if you like it, use it. And if you want to upgrade and start paying for more features, then great. But this is a great solution for all of you who do the cash money, uh, cash envelope system, or just looking to get a system to be able to save and budget. So check it out, cubemoney.com slash HTBT. Okay, so one of the most important things that we need to do besides getting involved in the committees, besides getting involved in the local elections and our local, our mayor's races, our county commissioners, our board of elections, all these things, which is great. I'm seeing and I'm posting this on Gab. If you aren't on Gab, follow me at Matt at Williams. Get on there and see the victories that are happening. We are, people are wanting to recall or censor and have Mitch McConnell step down. 
People are doing work and fighting in Fulton County. People are doing a recall in Arizona. There's a recall for Gavin Newsom, I'm sure you heard about in California. These are the battles that we need to fight and win, and you need to get engaged with that as well. But another way that we need to fight is to cut off our dependence as states to federal funding. Because what happens is when the state doesn't want to do what the federal government is mandating or requiring or asking to do, then the federal government comes in and says, hey, do you like these billions of dollars? Do you want to keep those for education, for roads, for whatever it is? Then you need to do what I'm telling you to do. Do you see the game here? And I love, I heard this story and I hope it's true, DeSantis got threatened with that and he told him, told Joe Biden to F off. And if there's ever an appropriate time to use the F word, it's there. When a tyrant is coming knocking on your door. I'm so blessed and thankful for Ron DeSantis. So thankful. But he got threatened with the cookie. You like the cookie? You want to keep the cookie? then you better do what I told you to do. And so how do you break off dependency from the cookie? The same way you do any addiction. You cut it off. You cut it off. Check this out. I was looking at the statistics because I thought it would hit home for Texas people. You know, because they, even though have their own independent power grid, good for them, have a majority or a large portion, not a majority, a plurality of their energy comes from solar, which the only reason for that is because of the subsidies and the cookie they get from the federal government. In 2016, Texas paid $260 billion in federal taxes, $261 billion in taxes. They only received billion back in funding, in federal funding. That's about 15% of what they paid in they got back. So they gave up about 85% of their income to the federal government. And you ask, for what? For 15% back? Now, you get protection of the United States military. Great. But what else? Is it really worth it? And now some of you might be saying, well, that's not true in other states. Some states get more money back than what they've given in federal fund in federal taxes. They get more back in federal funding than they paid in federal taxes as a net. And this is what I want you to think about. Even though Texas got federal subsidies, for their wind turbines and their solar panels. How much is it costing them right now that a majority of the reason they have power outages is because those things don't work? Quite a lot of money. How much damage is happening? How many people's lives have been lost? Now, that's just one instance. But how many different regulations How many different rules, how much property is taken by the federal government away from the states because of the threat of losing money? 
Do you still think that this is a net benefit for any state, even if you do somehow get more federal funding back than you give us in taxes? The regulations and the control that comes from that, that I guarantee you exponentially costs more than what you are getting back in federal funding. And we need to remember that when the government comes and knocks on your door and says, you will listen to us or we'll, you'll lose your funding. We say, see ya. And all of your federal regulations are gone too. We'll pay for it ourselves. And I can almost guarantee you, unless you're a crackpot state like New York or California, that if you got rid of the federal mandates, the EPA, the public school tax, or you know, what the, the public education, the requirements, what you teach and how you teach and all that stuff, and you started working and developing and building out what works for your state, controlled by your state locally, I guarantee you that in the next three to five years, you could make up that money that you lost by no longer paying those federal taxes, no longer receiving those requirements that are costing you millions and billions of dollars in some cases. So that's fine. You don't want to give us subsidies. You don't want to give us money. We'll stop giving you federal income tax. You want to play that game? Let's do it. Because that's going to be part of how we win. Is we got to take the power away from the D.C. And how do you take the power away from D.C.? Is you cut off the money. You cut off the dependence on it. And you cut off how much you give to them. And you sure stop sending your National Guard to D.C. We'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless.